<laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, welcome to the Not Your Basic Fitspo podcast. I was like, today I am doing my third episode, which is the first time I've ever had a guest on the show. And I'm super excited. I purpose first um, for a reason because he's such a cool guy and has such an awesome story. Um, and I wanted to bring him on here so he could share it with you guys, um, as well as answer some of the questions um, that you asked. So without further ado, um, I'll give you like a little rundown. Uh, this is Chase. <laughs> and uh, he has basically just um, hit a huge milestone and lost half of his body weight. Um, you know, he's been at this journey for quite some time. Um, you know, and is now a fitness and nutrition coach himself, as well as a emergency room RN. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so like all around, like just hero in all aspects of life. So yeah, excited to hear your story. So basically I just want to pass, pass the torch over to you and just maybe you can start with saying like how the journey began, like what was the what was your turning point? What made you want to change? Um, you know, maybe just kind of start there and we'll go with it. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, and first, you know, thanks for having me. I, I'm, it was super awesome. And I think it's kind of funny also as well. Um, you were my first guest on Instagram live when I started doing the live. So this is really cool how you were my first and I'm your first guest and just worked out perfectly. Yeah. The um, guinea pigs. But yeah, the, <laughs> yes, exactly. The guinea pigs. <laughs> um, but no, uh, so my journey actually started probably a little bit different than what most people of theirs would start. You know, a lot of people, at least that have had these like pretty big weight loss transformations, either have like some type of like health scare or something that like really wants them, want something, some big motivating factor to really change. And mine wasn't so much. Um, I mean, like I, I definitely wasn't healthy by, by any means. I mean, but I also didn't have like a whole lot of like health complications and such. Um, that were like really like life-threatening. Like some people may have that really need to lose the weight or that's, that's the only choice they have. Um, mine actually started with a friend and coworker at the time um, from a previous job that I was working at. Uh, she happened to, I forget exactly how we got on the conversation, but she just said, do you just wanna, let's have a competition so you can lose the most weight. And I was like, sure, why not? Like, I just like, it was more of like, I don't even, I put no thought into it whatsoever. I just said, let's do it. Uh, and then we started thinking more about it. We're like, okay, let's set it up so like, you know, we'll, we'll check in this, you know, once a week, and then like, you know, every month we'll see who's you know doing well, and then days we'll, you know, tally up, you know, who's lost the most, and whoever's winning, um, or whoever lost the that three months has to like pay for something like like a concert or some type of festival, or we'll go to like get like a spa treatment or some some type of like incentive and like the other one who lost has to pay for it <laughs> that was like our like initial like startup and get going kind of thing and then like after like probably a month or two like things like really started to take off um and you know and i'll speak for me myself but like the first month i lost you know now i know it's a lot of water weight and everything like when you first start losing so like but in the very beginning i lost i think like 30 32 pounds in my very first month wow and initially that first takeoff was like wow like holy crap I, i'm really losing a lot 
And that was like that big push and motivating factor to keep going. Um, and at the time I really probably didn't fully understand like the whole water weight versus actual fat loss kind of ordeal. And like, so to me, it was just like, it worked, you know, what I was doing was working great. Um, and then after like, again, like one, two months, it was, we really got away from the whole competition thing. And we just said, okay, you know, we're both going to have different journeys. You know, I had a whole lot more to lose than she did. So of course I'm going to be losing a lot more. And honestly, it was kind of like, let's just push each other to continue to keep up the habits we've formed, push each other. We were going to the same gym. Um, let's just continue to encourage each other to keep going and lean on each other throughout this process rather than making it a competition and feeling like one of us is failing. And from that point forward, we just kept both going and, and we're both still going to this day. And But that's that's really how I got started. Like it wasn't like most people, I would say. That's really cool. Like it's, it's unique. Like you don't hear stuff like that often. Like usually people who, you know, they have office competitions or like just bets with their friends. Like it's like a week long thing or, you know, something that only lasts a few days before someone caves. Um, so I think that's really cool that you guys like did that and then stuck with it and then realized like, hey, it's not a competition. Like we're both winning here, you know, um, doing your own journeys. Yeah. Um, so what what did you do? Like, so I'm sure people here are like, oh my gosh, you lost all the weight. Like, how did you do it? Like, what's, you know, what's the secret? <laughs> it's like, I know, I know, <laughs> the secret but, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, just like so people know, like, how did you start? Like, what's different? now um you know have you are you taking like a different approach now compared to when you first started yeah absolutely like when i first started it, i mean i've always been a yo-yo dieter and like a fad dieter and whatever the greatest fad diet was on new year's day was like <laughs> the one that i thought i had to do to lose the weight um and just so happened in 2019 a big thing around that time or at least what i was hearing a lot of was intermittent fasting um, and so I kind of got on that train that I was doing the, um, I think it was like six, 16, eight split. Right. Um, and I was doing that for a while and it wasn't bad, but then like I probably around, I did that for probably three ish months and around that three to four month mark is when I started learning more about actually like calorie control and calories in versus calories out. And like the whole bottom line of losing weight is calorie deficit. <laughs> And like, once I learned that concept, it, I was like, okay, so I can eat whatever I want to and still lose weight. Like I don't have to be fasting to lose weight. Um, and, and I'm not saying it's, it can't work for some people and it's a great way to help, you know, if people do have problems like restricting their calories, like, you know, that can be an effective method. But for me, like in my mind at the time, it was like, that was how I'm losing weight and that's how I had to lose weight. So I had that mindset shift around that time of, okay, now I can just control the amount of calories I'm eating and eat whenever I want. And so I ditched the intermittent fasting thing. And also in the very beginning, like I um, cut out like all like the junk food and the fast food. And, and I, I took kind of like a clean eating approach, I guess you could say. Like I, um, I had done low carb in the past and stuff like that. And I knew that wasn't for me just because it was not sustainable at <laughs> all. <the> worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> love carb too I much. <laughs> um, but so I, I didn't, Take that approach but i took more of a clean eating approach you know a lot of wholesome foods and after a while i it just kind of became more of okay well i started to learn how i can include more of like the fun foods after a while and um it, probably another part of it was when i started cutting out the junk food and such i also cut out a lot of processed sugars um 
I know a lot of people, some people say, you know, got to cut out sugar to lose weight, which you don't, but, and then there's some people that also say like, oh, you need to, you know, you work that stuff in and, you know, and I understand both sides of it because I truly had a sugar addiction. Um, I mean, really bad, like before, like I would crave sugar and binge on candy bars and sweets and you name it. It was awful. Right. Um, so, and so in the beginning I did actually have to almost, I guess like a sugar fast, I guess you could call it like for, for probably a good, like at least a month, month and a half. Like I really tried to not have any sugar at all. And it was rough in the beginning, not going to lie. You know, I really had those cravings, but that was the way I had to break that cycle was to just really restrict myself from the sugar. And that's really the only time I would say like I've really used restriction throughout my diet is just with the sugar in the beginning, because I knew that was the only way I was going to be able to cut the sugar cravings. And so now I'm able to work those kind of things in and not feel like I have to have more and overindulge. And they say but like, that, but that's, oh no, go ahead. Sorry. But I was just gonna say, that's like pretty much like how my journey started in the very beginning, like with just more of a clean eating approach, not really following like a specific name plan other than intermittent fasting, which I quickly cut out. Right. right. But I mean, like, at least like you learn from it. That's the thing too. It's like, you know, realizing what may not be the best approach for you is what will inevitably show you what is right. It's by kind of doing well I mean it works but by doing what may not work for you long term we'll show you what will work for you long term as well right um but like as far as like the sugar and it's you know some people I find are able to just have it in moderation but other people Mm -hmm. um you know I actually had to do that with um because like I you know people know from my first podcast like I've gone through not the same but a similar type of journey and uh You know, I can relate when it came to alcohol, like I was by no means like an alcoholic, but I really kind of based my, what was I going to say, like based my self-worth on like my social life, on what others thought of me, on being at every event and kind of being, you know, right front and center of every party. So I had to cut that out altogether. Like I just didn't drink a drop. I cut alcohol out for like two years. And now I have no problem having like two glasses of Prosecco and feeling complete, you know, and it's um, sometimes a little bit of imbalance is what inevitably creates balance, right? Um, so I can yes, see how exactly. that was sugar. And I think it's going to definitely depend on person to person. Um, but I think that's great. Like, you know, like, so you, you um, one of the questions someone actually had for you was um, like what your favorite like treat foods are, like knowing that you're a you know, you're, you teach flexible dieting and, um, like that approach, mm-hmm. like what your, what keeps you going? Like what kind of treats do you enjoy most that make you feel less restricted? There's so many, there's so many. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm kind of like a cake or brownie kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think there's like if I had to choose like a sweet, like I, I've also, I've learned, like, I don't really go for, like, much of, like, the candy anymore. Like, I would much rather have, like, a home-baked good rather than, like, a processed candy bar or, like, a little Debbie cake or something like that. Like, I would much rather have, like, something that's homemade. and Something substantial um, <laughs> that's worth it, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, have you ever had a Brookie before? 
Oh yes, <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> we have them once a week with our um, with our like Halo Top ice cream. You know, we'll split oh, one nice. and a half, microwave it, and then put some Halo Top on top or enlightened mm. or whatever kind we have, and it's, mm-hmm. it's like the best thing ever. Um, yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's. I think people don't realize like that like that is like the key, you know, to long term sustainable weight loss is just making sure to. Like, I don't know about you, but one of the first things I do when I am tracking my intake, you know, when I have a goal is that I put my treat in my diary first, like in my food diary. Yes. And then work it backwards. It's like, this is my non-negotiable. This is what I'm having. Yes. You know, and then followed by hitting a protein target and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. so you do the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, I I even did it today. And I do it even for just like, not even just like for like sweets and such, but just like things that I know are going to be like something that's different from what I normally have that might throw off my macros if I don't really like try to work it in a little bit. Um, for example, like tonight we're having, um, ribeye steaks and that's awesome. Yes. And, but just use the perfect example, you know, ribeyes had a lot of fat content and, and not that you can't work them in because you absolutely can. And I have the macros that definitely allow for it, especially since I'm now at maintenance again. But, um, I went ahead and just threw an eight ounce ribeye steak into my fitness pal for tonight and I'm working my day around it. That's awesome. Oh, that sounds so good. I was like, we're we're doing Indian <laughs> tonight, but now I'm like kind of wanting like wanting a steak. <laughs> like, oh, it's also like almost time for food too. So I think that's why I, I keep talking about food. <laughs> you tell I'm hungry, right? Um, so I didn't actually ask this at the beginning, but like I did mention that you reached a milestone you set for yourself and I one thing I've loved is that like from watching you from when I first, I don't even know where I first saw your post from, but it was like immediately I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Um, but I love how you're constantly setting these little goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just this, I'm just getting to this finish line. It was, you know, um, planning to do a marathon, right? That was one. Yes. Um, now that goal has actually changed a little bit. Um, just after it got canceled and well, I, I've, 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 yeah. And, and I've reached, I've reshifted a lot of my goals around the, like my physical capability goals. Um, but I mean, just being completely honest, though, I mean, I, I, I am not, I'm not doing the marathon. Um, you know, I haven't been like super like open with that, like throughout, like, like telling everyone, but like, I, I have just re- shifted my goals. I was really struggling with it. Um, just with like my knee was really bothering me. I, you know, I t- tried not to give up. I went to physical therapy, gave, you know, I went probably like three months or two, three months at physical therapy, you know, gave it like everything I could. Yeah. Um, still struggling though. And it became a mental battle. Like honestly, like every long run each week was like, honestly, like tearing away at me oh, <laughs> almost just because it was like so frustrating that like I either like physically was having trouble with my knee or something, or it's just like I would hit like the brain block that I just could not keep going. And so it became a lot of trouble. So like, honestly, like that's one of those times where I feel like it's okay to reevaluate your goals. Absolutely. And it's like, do I continue and do it just because I said I was going to and like suffer for the remainder of the time training and like maybe be able to do it on the marathon day? Or do I reevaluate my goals, set new ones that are just as good and kill those and feel great about it right. for the rest of the year? So. I chose that. It sounds like you did the right thing, like that you listened to your body. And you know what? You're so right. A lot of people would let their pride get in the way, you know, and just do it. Whereas like that, if anything, just shows self-love, you know, and self-compassion as well. And it's not like you can't set a bunch of other goals. And to be honest, like it was, 
I can't, I can't imagine running a marathon. I really can't. <laughs> it, it was hard. I mean, and just like you said, like, 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 you know, I mean, I, when I first made the decision, my, my breaking point that I knew that it wasn't for me was the day that Disney released um, the email saying that they were making the marathon virtual and not having the live marathon. At that moment in my head, I was actually like, yes. Yeah, like it's a sign. And like... then, so, and then I was like, but then I considered it and I was like, no, wait, wait. You, you, you just inside your head was, were so happy that it got pushed off. That's telling you something. You need to listen to that. And follow that instinct and do what's right. But it was it was super hard. You're right. Like the pride and everything, like it was it was hard. Like I I will be completely honest and vulnerable here, but like I I actually I, I broke down on my coaching call with my nutrition coach. Aww. Because I when I told him, I was like, I just I've never like been I've never like I've set these goals and I've been able to reach my goals every time and never given up. And it's like now I feel like I'm giving up. Right. And so that was really hard mentally. But once I got it out, we talked through it. Like, I'm completely fine with my decision. I'm sure there are people out there that are like, I knew you couldn't do it. Heck with you. I don't need you in my life if yeah. you feel that way. It's like, Gotta be completely honest. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's it. Like, I and so now I'm like super proud of my decisions and I'm working on many other great things. Yeah. And like I said, there comes a point where it's this, there's this fine balance between like, you know, striving for goals and, but also at the same time, like, you know, listening to your body, listening, like just being true to yourself. You know, I had a conversation with a client before who was saying like, you know, I'm really, cause I've been going to the gym really early in the morning um, because mm-hmm. at the time I have to fit it in. But I said to them, I was like, you know, I go to bed at 8, 39 o'clock at night because my sleep can't be sacrificed in order for me to go to the gym. So, you know, there may be people out there that are like, oh, I'm a hero because I'm, look, I'm up before everyone. And I'm like, if you only slept two, three hours, you're not a hero, right? Like there's, you really gotta prioritize your well-being over anything. And honestly, I think that's like, that was a tough decision, especially because you put it on social media too, right? Like you wrote about it and you know what I mean? So I think that's yeah. awesome. Like, I really do. Um, and I have no doubt in my mind you could have done it. But, like, at what? Yeah. Like, I mean, but at what I cost? probably could have. Like, had, I had I would you have not had the knee time. thing, like, you, you would have had that. You see, doing it with a weighted vest on, you know? Like, but. jeez. <laughs> oh, I've got complete faith in you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But no, but I mean, kind of going back to that, and we kind of like diverged on the marathon thing track, but like talking like goals, but you're exactly right. Like I, I've always been one to like, I've learned since the beginning, don't set the really, I mean, have big goals in mind, but have a lot of other little tiny goals along the way. That way you get to celebrate all of them along the way. Cause I think that is super important. It's like, because if, if I would have, I mean, last year I lost, I lost 150 pounds last year. And if I would have said on January 1st, I want to lose 150 pounds. After like the first like week or two of like not losing anything, because because I know in my mind what I would have done is I would have said okay, 150 pounds, I would have to lose you know X amount of pounds per week, and to if I want to hit that goal. And so then the first week that I didn't hit that goal, it's like oh I'm not making it. And then like the next week, you know, if I didn't hit that, and it's like I'm falling behind, and I would probably yeah, just give. You would have been like obsessed with it, right? And it's like when goals are yes. that far away. Um, 
you know, there's not as much emotion tied to it. Um, you know, you don't get that instant gratification, like the scale dropping every day. Like it's right there. You get that, mm-hmm. you know, you get that dopamine hit. You get that instant gratification. Whereas mm-hmm. when a goal is so far out and so extreme, like you're not going to feel that. So you're, you're right. Like you're much more likely to throw in the towel. Um, you know, you said you lost 150 pounds last year and you just hit a new milestone. This is what I wanted to mention at the beginning. Um, but like half your body weight, like that's huge. The last time yeah. we chatted, you were just going back in to a cut um, in order to yep. hit this milestone and you did it. Like, so can you just yes. tell yes. us like, you know, how much farther did you have to go? Um, how long did it take you? Like when you, like, can you just kind of go over your timeline for like how your weight loss has happened? Yeah, I mean, and I, I might be able to like kind of pull up something here to like kind of refer to to help me with my exact yeah. timeline but anyway it's like so like in the very beginning like i lost my first 100 pounds in about middle of may was when i hit that milestone um and then it really slowed down um i really started to i wouldn't call it wouldn't call it a plateau because i, I really like i mean it was still progress but much much slower and my coach had actually warned me well it was before he was actually my coach but he had warned me you know hey things are gonna start slowing down after a while like this is great but you had a lot to lose in the beginning, so things are going to start to slow down. So just be ready for it. And I probably lost like another like 20 pounds by like September or so. Again, so I'm still losing, but it's like, all right, I lost. It didn't even take five months to lose 100. And now I've only lost 20 more and it's September. It's like, what's going on here? And so that's like when I started working with the coach again and we started working my calories up um, close to maintenance. And then we went back into another deficit right towards the end of the year. Um, but for about 12 weeks or so, maybe like 13 weeks. Um, and then I hit my 150 goal of last year, like right, right before the Christmas time. Um, so then I enjoyed the holidays, had a great time. And then started January 1st, um, or I was like, like how the first week of January back to the college. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I, I, and that's one thing I, I do with my clients now, like since I've gone through it, it's like, it's like, listen, we're going to go calorie deficit through this time. So that way when it's the holidays, exactly. we're at you're not having to worry about limiting yourself throughout that time. But anyways, um, so back, you know, first of the year, I'm back at, um, in a calorie deficit, um, lost probably like another like 20 ish pounds or something like that through that deficit, which ended like beginning of April, went back to maintenance. Um, which I've now found a new love for me. Isn't it amazing? Um, I was actually just, I was actually just, I brought this up on our team coaching call the other day that we had, how in the beginning I used to love being in a calorie deficit. At least I thought, because it was like, you're seeing new lows, you're, you know, dropping weight, you're reaching all your goals. And it's just like, and like, to me, like, that's what I thought I loved. But now, like once I'm at maintenance, it's just like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> like, I, I don't have to worry about like losing weight at the time. It's just like, I'm just about maintaining. I'm eating a ton of more food and it's just, it's great. Like last, so um, this previous maintenance period back through the summer, um, we got my calories up to just over 2,900 calories. And I think at the very end, when we were at that highest point, like I may have been in like a very small surplus, but because um, I guess I noticed like the trend of the scale going up just a smidge. Um, but that was also we were trying to really we were trying to push like how high can we get my maintenance at? Um, oh, that's awesome! And then so went into went into another calorie deficit around like 
think it was like mid-July or something like that. I can't remember exactly when it was, but, um, and then I continued to lose. Um, and then I, that was around during that deficit was when I reached the 199. So I broke like that past that 200 mark. And that was one of my proudest accomplishments, honestly. And actually that was like, kind of like my goal for 2020 was to see 199. Um, and then it was so funny, like after I hit that goal, I thought in my head, cause like I saw um, on my fitness pal, it, it logs my weight and it also has like the percentage lost. And it was like, I don't know, like 47, 46, whatever percent. And I was like, wait, I'm getting pretty darn close to 50%. <laughs> I was like, that's my yes. next goal. <laughs> and so I, I, um, and I, so I told my coach, it's like, I got my next goal. And he's like, dude, I just realized the exact same thing. Like you're almost at 50%. That's amazing. So we continued the deficit. And then like, we only had like a few more weeks of the deficit. And so um, we actually, and I'll kind of, I think it'd be kind of cool to break it down for some people. Like, um, so to kind of give a little bit of backstory about changing goals and such, um, the NCI, who I, the Nutritional Coaching Institute, who I did my training for, they preach a lot about the triangle of awareness for goals. So like, what is your goal? Is it aesthetics, you know, lose the weight? Is it longevity? Is, you know, keeping what you've lost and, you know, living a healthy life and not like restricting yourself too much and, but, you know, or is it uh, performance goals? Right. You know, be it, like yep. strength or, you know, how you're performing. And, you know, you can focus, You we all want all three, but you can only focus on one. And so for the longest time, I've been focusing on longevity. Well, during this last bit of the calorie deficit, I told my coach, I said, I want to see that 50% lost. And I was like, so let's, let's, you know, let's change up some things. And so that's when he suggested, okay, let's drop the calories and let's, you know, let, let's work these macros to our advantage. Because at this point we're moving to aesthetic goals, knowing darn well that once we reach it and we switch back to, you know, our maintenance mode and all of that, it's not going to stay down there. But, you know, that was my goal in mind. I, I wanted to at least see the 50%, you know, yeah, you know, down the road, I'll eventually get to that again. But so we switched it up. We um, dropped carbs a little bit down um, and changed up the macros a little bit, higher fat, lower carb, you know, playing with the water weight and everything. Just kind of like, like really like pushing towards it. Cause it was, it was only for like that, that last like eight or right. nine And to be able to say you did we were it trying as to well, right? Like it's a huge exactly. milestone. Yeah. Exactly. So we were just manipulating the macros to get to that point. And, um, but yeah, so I eventually ended up dropping, um, I lost 192.8. Wow. Um, total. So like, it was like, ended up being like 50.4% is crazy. what I have written down here. Um, so we were half my body weight. And then, you know, we, you know, I think it was like the next day I was like, okay, let's go back to maintenance. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, and I think that's something people don't realize. Like it's, um, and this has been coming a lot up a lot. I find it's really funny when I post about something, it's almost like all of the coaches I admire, or like, you know, there's a bunch of us that I that I have on my page that I like to keep tabs on, you know, that, I, that it's inspiring and stuff, but we always seem to be on the same page. And uh, this week, I saw so many stories about the importance of having like an exit strategy when you're, when you're dieting. And I like, you know, that's part of the importance of having a coach, right? You know, you can get so far, but you can't stay in a calorie deficit forever. And sometimes just knowing there is an exit plan makes it easier to stick 
to your deficit because it's not easy, right? Like it's even with flexible dieting, dieting is still tough. You know, it's still a stress on the body. Um, you know, you still have to practice restraint, not necessarily restriction, but you have to make choices. And mm -hmm. yeah, I think sometimes having that strategy, like, hey, when you're done here, we're going to go to maintenance and we're going to do what we can to, you know, maintain your weight and get you eating a lot more and, you know, practicing yes. these habits that we've built. And, um, you know, I'm actually in a maintenance phase. I've, I've been coaching myself um, for the last... Uh, the last year and before my wedding next year I'm actually gonna hire a coach to kind of get me to the last like 10 pounds just because mm -hmm. you should see me yeah. changing my numbers around all the time I'm like oh we can do this and, <laughs> you know but <laughs> I have put myself in a maintenance phase um, it's been probably about three weeks and it is very interesting to watch how easily it is to just want to you're kind of wake up and you're like oh I should go back into a diet and it's like when you're used to it and it, it just shows you the importance of taking that time away from it and really just practicing your skills and just relying on those habits that you have built, which is why it's so important to, you know, and I'm going to probably do a whole nother podcast just on habits alone, but why it's so important to have those healthy habits and, you know, flexible dieting and like tracking your macros kind of teaches you how to eat balanced meals and gives you an idea of, you know, like that olive oil, if you dump half a bottle on your food, like, you know, it's kind of a stupid idea you know what I mean like, things like that so so yeah um so it's kind of cool like we're in the same phase there and um I definitely have a chat with you about that at a future date too um because I do want to get to some other of the questions that I had here I had quite a few little uh yeah. blurbs and stuff people were pretty excited that I was having you on here but yeah I'm excited I was I excited know. to hear what everyone yeah. wanted to <laughs> um, well one here that um that was asked um, and I kind of broke it down. It was just like, give me advice, but I'm going to say three pieces of advice. And I think you asked me the same thing, um, but I want to hear it from you. So for those starting a fitness journey who want to lose weight and keep it off, what would your three biggest pieces of advice be? Putting you on the spot here. Mm. <laughs> I, I know. See, see the smoke coming out like, of Part of me like, <laughs> part of me knew oh, this question was it. coming, but just, you know, I, I never prepared That's for right. any of this, you know. But I think um, it's more authentic <laughs> when you're not. I mean, like, yeah. Absolutely. You know, this is a chill podcast. It's um, not the same, you know. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> um, the three things. To, to make it stick I think I, so that's the key thing it's like what are we going to do to make this stick and not like just to see results so like I think one find a way to include more activity right whether it be just by walking whether it be strength training resistance training a little bit of cardio here and there you know like don't feel like you have to be stuck in the gym for like doing an hour of cardio you know an hour of lifting weights you really don't like so many of the greatest transformations that i've seen they're just walking yeah that is that that's it and walking is so underrated and and don't say you don't have time and trust me and, and i'm saying that being someone who has said many times i don't well, have and you're time you're busy so like you're busy yes. <laughs> like i'm yeah so you would know but Yes, but, but even when you say you don't have time, it's like, what do you, you, you have time. It's what you will set as your priorities to what you have time to do. And so, you know, even if that's a five minute walk, it's better than nothing. if you have five minutes, go for a walk. If you have 10 minutes, go for a walk. 
you know, maybe you normally do a 45 minute lift routine, but you only have 30 minutes today, do 30 minutes. Something's always better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's, and we all get stuck in an all or nothing mindset. So activity, I think is a really big, important thing. Um, one easy way, well, I should say not, not easy, but simple way to really start watching calories in the very beginning is watch your liquid calories. I think so many people don't think about those, I guess really being that destructive or I don't know, destructive is not really the best term for it, but as higher calorie, because Think about all the sodas, the iced coffees, or the creamers in your coffee, or the um, alcohol you're drinking, or anything like that. Like all of them have calories, and if you are going to be, especially if you're going to take like, your first calorie deficit, you'll start to learn the value of the calorie <laughs> and what you want to spend your calories on. It's just like money, exactly. Um, because if you're gonna, if you only get to eat, you know. I'll just make up a random number, 1800 calories. If you're drinking, you know, three, 400 calories of that every day, yep. you're going to be pretty think about hungry how much food. You could be eating. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And the funny thing is you say this, um, it's, uh, a lot of people don't realize like that even these so-called healthy liquid calories, like they don't realize how quickly oh, those smoothies and up. detox drinks and <laughs> honestly protein shakes. I, I had a lady in the locker room when I first started at the gym and she said to me, like, I was like, oh, I'm not losing weight. Like, you know what I mean? I was at the gym every day, like literally. Yep. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, oh, the scale's not going down. And she said to me, she was kind of old school, like bodybuilder. And she's like, what you got in that shake there? <laughs> you know? And I told her, I was like, I'm pretty sure I was like almond butter. I was like soy milk and chia seeds and hemp seeds and coconut <laughs> oil and like a whole banana and oh, a mango. Goodness. And she's like, you're drinking like a calorie shake. It's not a protein shake. She's like, just go get some like protein powder yes. and water and shake it up. And like, obviously I've, I'm not that yes. hardcore. Like I've since then put in some blueberries and like almond milk and like, you know what I mean? Like if I want <laughs> one, but people think that, you know, I don't know if they have it in the States or where, but I know when I was in Canada, there's like the booster juice and like you go and get these like fancy shakes and then add the fat burning add in booster or whatever and like think yeah doing yourself a favor and then you'll be like oh i was good today so why don't i have a burger for dinner because i had a fat loss shake and it's like oh my gosh like you could have had the burger and lost weight without the shake but yeah exactly yes i i agree even like the smoothies like i think like they're always like over marketed as like so much health healthy stuff and like and people say they you know i have a smoothie for breakfast and you know and i'm like but okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a ton of nutrients and that's super healthy. Yes. However, that that you know, 500 calories of fruit that you've blended up into a smoothie could have been a big old plate of food. Exactly. <laughs> and and now you're starving before lunchtime because you've drank your shake. I mean, your smoothie in less than like five minutes. Oh. And and so so I would just really caution people to like look at your liquid calories and also. I don't know about where you stand on it, but I will defend it to this to every day is diet sodas are oh, okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm drinking today. I have this, uh, to be fair, this is 50 calories, but it's not that bad. But this is like the like the kombucha. This is me being really basic right now. Okay. Um, but typically <laughs> I have um, like Coke Zeros on hand because I yes. find like, you know, having like a can of Coke Zero here and there, like it really helps me like stay full. Um, yes. You know, if I'm having 
like if I'm having something kind of boring for dinner because I've planned for my brookie later on at night, like sometimes having that Coke mm-hmm. Zero with the dinner just makes it, I don't know, it just makes it more filling, more fun, and yeah, yes. especially. Yeah, no, I, I just, I, I know a lot of people argue like the artificial sweeteners and everything else, and, and are they like great for you? Probably not, but are they like gonna kill you tomorrow? No, so pick your battles. If, if, if it means like enjoying a Coke Zero rather than feeling like you have to have like you know like a full calorie coke or nothing at all like pick pick your battles you know it's moderation right and And the the poison's always been in the dose and like they've been proven to be safe and um you know i said this could be all these ideas for new podcasts going forward you know but uh but yeah like they have (laughs) been and the thing is like it comes down to personal choice like you don't have to have it but at the same time like a lot of the people who are saying it's gonna kill you are the ones who are like binge drinking wine all weekend which is actually a known carcinogenic alcohol so i was like you know (laughs) like is it yeah yeah exactly so yeah no i completely uh i'm with you on that one yeah and then lastly, my third tip would just be, and, and this is my probably number one for everybody and all the time, is consistency is key. Um, I feel like I've preached that over and over to everybody all the time, but like, it really is. It, that's all it takes. It's like just not quitting. Like, if you, not quitting and knowing ahead of time, you're gonna screw up. <laughs> I, I know I've screwed up plenty of times. I'm sure you've screwed up plenty of times. And, but, but how have we been successful? We just keep That's going. That's it. It was how you view failure, right? You, you exactly. It's a learning like, opportunity. I mean, we we all we will all stumble and mess up. We'll all have the bad days, bad weekends, bad yeah. weeks. And, but I mean, if you just get back to it at your earliest opportunity, you'll be just Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. Like, oh my gosh! Like people think it's like this clear line from like A to B, and you have no idea. Like it's like a cha-cha. Like there's days where you want to cry there's days where you want to give up there's days where you feel on top of the world Mm -hmm. you know and (laughs) it's just like that you know and um, I think as soon as you manage your expectations um, like I'm with you on that the consistency is everything Um, people just want that like I said that instant result and not realizing like hey Mm -hmm. like you're gonna have to face a lot of your own (laughs) a lot of your own shit (laughs) like you know what I mean along the way and break break habits and you know what I mean um I was like, did I lose you? It's like, are you still there? So like, apparently we're having technical difficulties. There we go. We're back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> you froze up on me a little bit. That's all right. It adds to the character of the show, That's right? right. It's the suspense. It's like, will he come back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, and let me let me squeeze in one more question. I said I was gonna try and keep this to 30 minutes. We're going on 40, but it's Oof. time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> but uh Last question, um, I mean, if you can answer, like, try and do it in, like, okay. obviously without going into a whole podcast topic, because like I said, all these are great <laughs> topics on their own, but just tips for breaking the late night snacking binge cycle. Um, somebody was saying, like, you know, every night I do really well during the day, and then when I get home at night, you know, around, you know, 9, 10 at night, it's, I end up reading the fridge and reading the cupboards and yeah so actually um and again i'll I'll cover this pretty quickly just for time's sakes but um i actually was just dming somebody about this the other day about it this is perfect um this is my strategy without going too in depth into it i say plan ahead if you know you're somebody who's going to be snacking every night no matter even if you say i'm not going to tonight 
but you know you, you know deep down that you're going to be reaching in the fridge later that night. <laughs> Go ahead and just plan something in advance. And so, if, and I'm talking about somebody who's tracking. This is like the person I was talking to on um, in the DMs was uh, somebody who tracks. Like if you know like your snacks are, let's just make up 250 calories normally, give or take. Go ahead and just reserve something in my fitness pal or whatever app you use that's 250 calories. That way it holds that, that space for whatever you want that night. And then when that time comes around and you go to eat something, okay, well maybe, or maybe you say, okay, tonight I'm not going to, so you decide to have that with dinner instead. Okay, that can work. Or have you know your 250 calorie snack. Or you know what, even if you end up going and having a 400 calorie snack, guess what? You're only 150 over now instead of being 400 over. So just having absolutely love that. some type of buffer in there, preparing yourself for that and just be right. If you know you're going to have it, plan for it. There's no way the beater on the bush, there's no way of like, you know, trying to like ignore the fact that it's going to happen or, you know, oh, I'm just not going to log it. Like calories count whether you count them or not. So just go ahead and throw it in there. And, you know, like I said, if you really decide that you're having a late dinner and you know you're not going to have a snack you're going to bed after dinner, all right, add up a little bit extra or something to your plate for dinner. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know what? It's funny. Like, I don't think I really ever even said that before. Like, my advice would have been a lot of the time I'll say, like, make sure you um, keep, like, you know, snacks that are easily overeaten, like mm-hmm. out of the house and stuff. But I actually really like that um, because it's going to come down to the person. Like, you know, if you know you're someone that likes it, then like, hey, like, you know, plan ahead. And I, I do like that. And I think you can almost use it both. Like if you know you're a person that likes chips or something, it's mm-hmm. like maybe get like one of the smaller bags. So at least same mm-hmm. thing. Like if you eat the whole thing, you're not going to be seven, 800 calories over yep. eating an entire big bag, you know. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, This has been an awesome chat. Um, I wanted to share this one of the quotes from one of your posts that you had. I loved it and I wrote it down and I was (laughs) going to bring it up, but I figure I'll just kind of end with it. Okay. Um, And I love it. Like you, you put a quote up that said, I'm responsible for every result in my life. If I want different results, I have to change my thoughts and actions. Um, You know, just saying like, I just wanted to touch on like a lot of people forget that it's not just like learning how to track macros and you know getting to the gym it's not just the actions it's your thoughts and actions and it's your mindset towards it mm-hmm. you know and um i just think you're like a perfect example of like a complete like you know mental and physical transformation and uh i definitely encourage everybody that's listening here to follow Chase. I will tag it. I wish like on Instagram, I had like, here, swipe up to follow this person. But like I said, I'm not, <laughs> every that's time I want to cool share kids. something, I'm like, I know, I'm not cool enough yet. But <laughs> I will definitely be sure to um, tag you in there because uh, Chase has incredible content, like constantly coming out with gems. I honestly don't even know where you find the time to do it, but we are so um grateful that you do because you know so many other people will benefit from from what you've lived through you know so yeah i was like i appreciate you coming on and 
I'm hoping that this actually recorded. It looks like everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> Hope so. If not, it was a great conversation. Absolutely. Know, right? <laughs> but yeah, um, hopefully we will chat soon. I will definitely have you back on here and we'll, uh, you know, dig into some other topics um, at a later date. I'd love to. And uh, yeah, well, have a good one me. and hopefully you get some, some, yeah, some downtime the rest of the day. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>